So, uh, competitive cross-dresser. Business tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Bobsled builder. X-race driver. PKO factory driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Record industry tycoon. Yes. Yes. Todd Bodine. I said business tycoon. Yeah. Todd Bodine. Rec- okay. Record industry mogul. Did I just say Todd Bodine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's my little brother. I changed his diapers when, when he was little because he's 15 and years younger than I. You yeah. know what? You know what? And the wagon. Hey, you know what? His poop stinks. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, wait, wait. Well, we just bought another hour of time. Okay, um, yeah. All right. right. Jeff Bodine. Jeffrey. Brother of Tev, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I don't even drink. I, I know. That's the worst part. Yeah. And Brett. Um, <laughs> and Sister Denise. And Sister Denise. Uh, if you could describe this uh, dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Guys, had a lot of fun. It sounds like a sentence. Kind of crazy. It's like nine words. But uh, this whole show. He's still going. This whole idea, this whole dinner, uh-huh. this whole location. Sure. Not a word. And yep. you two guys, <laughs> bizarre. Ah, fair. That is a good word, bizarre. Oh, I didn't mean it in a good way. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to yet another edition of Dinner with Racers. Dinner with Racers! I'm Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, as we keep pushing, uh, we got one of them TV shows on Amazon Prime, and we've put out a bunch of podcast episodes in support of that. But in addition to our six-month, 15,000-mile road trip, we also recorded a bunch of podcasts just like you're used to. And as we went down to Florida to look at some Smoky Unix stuff, we realize that uh, out there in uh, the, the Grant, Florida area is an old NASCAR legend by the name of Jeffrey Bodine. Jeff Bodine comes from that NASCAR family, the Bodine brothers, which are pretty well known. We've interviewed his brother, Todd the Onion Bodine, in the past. But uh, when we saw that Jeff was kind of in the area we were going to be, and we thought about the poster episode of the TV show and how that was going to work, it made sense to try to get a hold of him. And Fortunately, Jeff was available for us, and if you know anything about Jeff, again, sort of in that same era as Terry Labonte, Daytona 500 winner, one of Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s biggest rivals, and we were really happy that we were able to sit down and uh, have dinner with him. So on National Egg Day, uh, we headed out to this little uh, bar slash restaurant known as Slack Tide in Grant, Florida. I had a plethora of snacks because Jeff ordered like just a bunch of fried stuff and threw it up on the table. And uh, yeah, it was good. Had a couple beers with them. It was, it was all right. What'd you have? Well, of the of the assortment of options that were available on the table, which you can see if you watch our Tim Richmond episode, uh, I had a couple of uh, uh, chicken strips that I put between bread so that I could technically make a chicken. Sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of the things you're going to hear about in this episode include cross-dressing for your first race. We learned about how everyone in the paddock owes him something, apparently. Taking over the former Kowicki program after Alan's death 
and uh, some of the stories that went along with that. Driving my favorite Gen 1 Daytona prototype, the Picchio. And of course, stepping out of a military truck when you've been repeatedly told not to do it. Now, as Ryan had already said, uh, Jeff is also very prominently featured in our assorted Tim Richmond poster tributes. Uh, so if you watch our show on Amazon Prime, Episode 5, or if you go back a couple podcast episodes to stories of Tim Richmond, uh, Jeff is also very prominently featured in both of those. So we would not have been able to make it out to old Grant, Florida if we didn't have someone taking us there, someone keeping uh, his eye on the road while we kept our eye on the project, and that was Michael Avenatti. Do you guys have any idea why Spencer Pompelli keeps calling me and blowing up my phone? And, of course, uh, to drive there, you have to be in a, in a vehicle that's safe, gets great fuel mileage, is able to, to really go when you need it to, and uh, what kind of vehicle was that? That would be my Acura MDX. And uh, what what kind of tires was on that Acura? I believe they were what they called um, cut metal tires. Cross contact, Alex Sport. Take it away, Mr. Geoff Bodine. Meow. All right, we're gonna start in five, four, three, two. Hey, I brought you guys a book. Oh, right. thank you. Yeah, right. you know, I built bobsleds. Yeah, we know. We know the story. We got so you gotta, <laughs> all right, well, let's let's uh, put that on. You can hear us okay? You can hear me okay? Can you hear me at all? I can't read lips. Okay, you can't hear me at all. I got you. Okay. <laughs> you what? He's, he's already messing oh, with you. Wow. Already, no time. Already messing with you. All right. Was that there the whole time, the Bud Car autographed? Yeah. That was <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's. Um, this is our table right here. Yeah. Okay, every day. Well, when we came in to set up some video stuff for another project, and uh, there was no question, like, we had to set it up here mm-hmm. because this is the Jeff Bodine table. That's it. How often are you here? Just about every day. We okay. try to be here at 4 o'clock. Right. Because <laughs> uh, happy hour is 4 to 6. Absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, it's, we call it 5 o'clock. Right. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Probably. <laughs> right. It's 5 o'clock. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, you come here for happy hour. What do you What do you got in that cup? Well, for you guys. Thank you. Unsweet tea. <laughs> Don't lie to <laughs> us. Come yeah, on. Yeah. No, this is an adult show. Well, we I'm drinking a beer. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah. I normally just uh, have a little wine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mm. when we, we met with Todd last year, he was, yeah. he was drinking wine. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I oh. taught him how to do that. Okay. Yeah. Everything good about Todd, I taught him. <laughs> all the bad stuff, I don't know where he that's got that Brett. from. That's Brett. all Brett. That's Brett. Yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. <laughs> that's all Brett. That's, uh, well, you grew up in wine country, more or less. It is now. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't when you were there. Okay, because, like, I mean, so I, the first time I ever went to Watkins Glen was probably only 10 or 11 years ago. Right. And it's nothing but vineyards when I drove in. I was like, oh, I had no idea. But so, like, you grew up in Shimong, which is near Watkins Glen, uh, within reason. And, yeah. uh, and so it wasn't so like back in the 1920s, um, it was it, there was <laughs> there was no no big wineries or anything. Well, you know, uh, in Chimong, we had a, the farmhouse we lived in for a while. Uh, you walk out the back door towards our garage. There was a, a about a 10 foot row of grapes. OK, grapes. There are red grape or purple grapes. Didn't taste very good. Of course, we ate them, but never made any wine. <laughs> I tried to make wine one time, and it didn't turn out quite right. A little too sweet. All right. Yeah. Well. But yeah. So. Yeah, grapes and I go way back. So if you uh, 
Normally, you're, you're, you like wine, and that's just iced tea? Yeah. There's nothing else in there? Ice. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, we're of age. We're, we're I'm the, over 20. No problem. I, Ryan is the drinker between the two of us. I will be driving when we're done. That's our deal. Yep. And uh, I never drank when I drove. Sure. Did you ever know Dorsey Schrader? Right. <laughs> Did you well, bring out with Dorsey Schrader? I, yeah, of course I know Dorsey. All, All right. right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Dorsey well. had a bottle of the throttle rule. Of uh, what was it? I thought it was four hours. Four hours. Yeah. So if he was drinking the night before, he'd have to shut it down. You know, if he had a 10 a.m. warm up, he had to stop drinking by six. Yeah. I think you learned that from uh, the late Dick Trickle. That oh. Was kinda, was that, that his? There's a well, kind of his rule. Okay. There's yeah. a name. Okay. He quit about four hours. Well, plus he only needed about four hours of sleep. He needed an hour <laughs> sleep per hundred miles of the race. That was his deal. Oh. That was his okay. deal. All right. And the drinking stopped, and. Uh, then he started drinking coffee okay. mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it. I mean, he must have peed his pants a lot because <laughs> he, he drank a lot of coffee before the race. Coffee was kind of his hair on the dog. <laughs> hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I have two little dogs. I have two, two little Yorkies. Okay, so that's uh, so we're going to go yeah. all over the place here. Yeah. So I saw uh, of, of your many philanthropy efforts, Yorkies were one of your thing. Like there's like a Yorkie rescue that you're part of. Florida Yorkie rescue. Okay, and, but it's exclusive Yorkies. Now I understand. No, no, this. no, okay. no. Any any dog, but mainly Yorkies. Okay. We rescued one uh, just a few days ago. Really? So how many Yorkies are in your home right now? We have two. Okay. No, like we don't. Time. We don't keep them. Okay. Uh, Florida Yorkie rescue is just down the road a little bit. Okay. And. Uh, and uh, so that's the headquarters. Okay. And have you always been a Yorkie guy? Because uh, so for those who don't know Yorkies specifically, those dogs are maybe four pounds. Mm-hmm. No, uh, well, we have one. We have one that's uh, about five, and we have one that's ten. So okay. A whopping ten pounds. Well, and you, they're bigger too if you I, want one. I got no problem with Yorkies. <laughs> they were trained to hunt. Really? Yeah. Hunting Yorkies? Well, they used to go on the holes like rabbit holes okay, and stuff okay. yeah. so you're not out like duck hunting and then a yorkie goes running <laughs> off in the woods <laughs> trying to drag this poor duck our dogs are so small we don't even let them out in the yard yeah that's out here yeah, that's dangerous yeah yeah well where we live there's uh wild pigs right uh we've seen uh i mean there's big birds of course yeah uh not a mountain lion <laughs> but we've yeah we yeah there's alligators we have water behind us yeah, and yeah so we don't let them out. New Yorkie territory. They don't touch the grass. Right. <laughs> and were you always a Yorkie guy? Because, like, the, the, no. the big, tough NASCAR guy, no. I don't see that Yorkies being the thing. I'm a farm kid. Okay, okay. You no, know, and back in the uh, 50s, 60s, we had a big dog on the farm. Okay. Of course you had a big Because they could run. You know, people that have big dogs and keep them in their house, oh, that's terrible on that dog. Right. They right. need a lot of space. Right. But even back then, we had a poodle, a couple poodles, and uh, I guess the older I got, the smaller the dog got. I'm not okay. sure. Is that you or your wife? Uh, well, Lori had uh, uh, Yorkie okay. when we first met, named okay. Boogie, okay. a little guy. It, you said Yorkie. You don't have to clarify with little guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a little guy. Okay. But uh, we have two girls now. Okay. And they're a little, they don't lift their legs, so. A little easier to control. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. I agree. It's Boy awesome. dogs lift their legs, yeah. and they like to mark their spots. Yeah, absolutely. And if they're only in the house, that's a problem. I mean, I did that when I went in a new house. I had to mark my spot. Was, was, was that life in the Bodine household? You'd be like, Jeff, that's my bike. Or, uh, Brett, Todd, that's my bike. Yeah. I'm Jeff. 
Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> <Nice> save. <laughs> you are done with racing. Like you're not actively involved. You're not. Are you watching it on TV? Why go to racetrack? Television, and this has hurt the crowds at the, the speedways. For sure. Television does such a great job. Right. You see the slow motion. You see the replays. You see the interviews. You see the flat tires up close. The bent fenders, and. You hear the drivers lie. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but then they show the, the replay, and, well, maybe it was his fault. Right, right. So, yeah, but why why fight the traffic, the money, the expense, and all that? Yeah, so, you're, yeah, you're, stay home and watch. <laughs> Definitely not on NASCAR's Christmas card list with that speech, but I don't think you care. <laughs> well, no, everyone needs to go at least once because you need to smell it. Yeah, you right. You need to hear it. Yeah. You need to feel it. Absolutely. I've done that a lot, so I don't need to go. Right. See I, I, I do help a, a friend of mine up here in uh, Melbourne. He owns an Ace Hardware store. He races at New Smyrna. Yeah. In a sportsman. I read car. about this. Yeah. So I I help him with that, and uh, because my career really <laughs> was what it was because I always designed and built my own cars mm -hmm. and maintained them. I learned a long time ago if I build a better car. <laughs> it was easier to win. Right. So I always, I love that part of it. Control your own destiny. I love that part of designing and building. Yeah. And so I'm still doing it. I don't get paid, though. <laughs> right. well, you should start a podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I get some free fertilizer. Oh, there you go. It's hardware, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so there's barters. Yeah, yeah, you're trading in. It's the, a barter deal. So probably just to set a little bit of a background on you, most of our listeners are road racing based or IndyCar fans. And we have NASCAR fans for sure, but they might not know your history. Yeah. So kind of just to put the background on you, and if you listen to Todd's episode, you know, it kind of covered you guys coming up through the lower ranks. But when you got into the Modifieds, you basically won like 9,000 races in about five minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just assume that you're like the godfather of late, late mo or, uh, modified, modified racing. Are you yeah. still in the Guinness Book of World Records for most modified wins? No, no. Uh, it's the most, NASCAR. most one NASCAR wins. A NASCAR series wins in one season. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. Because modified are NASCAR sanctioned yeah, it was series. NASCAR, all yeah, NASCAR yeah, yeah. races. Okay. Yeah. 1978, you won 55 out of 84 races you entered. Main events. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, at, at what point are you like, eh, won again? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, most of the races in modifies they go by points. So mm -hmm. if you're a high point, you start in the back. Ah. I never. When I moved down south in qualifying. <laughs> I said, this is easy. You start up front. <laughs> but I'd start I'd, I'd start this? 18th, 20th in a 30-lap race, mm -hmm. and I'd get to the front and win. Right. And I had to have a good car. I was a pretty good road racer. Oh, we oh, know. We, we, yeah. we'll, we'll, pretty good yeah. road, we'll I love there. road racing. We'll get yeah. there. So you're, well, you're, you're talking about only road racers might listen to this, but, hey, yeah. guys, if you need a driver, I'm available. You just said you retired. Well, from NASCAR. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I see what's happening. We're gonna. All right. We'll get there. So you're you're originally from Shemung, which is sort of upstate New York. Uh, what'd your parents do? Grew up on a farm. Yep. My grandfather and my father's father. They're both named Eli, senior and junior. Uh, at my grandfather had a big dairy farm, but then he also had this huge chicken farm. Well, we lived on the chicken farm part of it. Now, but I worked at everywhere. Bailing hay, shoveling chicken manure, collecting the eggs, all that stuff. See, I'm see, I'm 10 years older than Brett, and 15 years older than Todd, so they didn't get to enjoy all that work that I did. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, we yeah. have an older sister. Did Todd mention that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, good for yeah, him. Yeah. I, yeah. Denise. Yep. She's a beautician, but she's retired now. Okay. She's five years older than I am. So she's in charge. <laughs> 
Well, she lives in uh, Georgia now. Perfect. What yeah. part? Uh, northern part above Atlanta. Okay. Up on a somewhere up there. I don't All right. Know. She just, they just <laughs> well, no. no, she just moved there. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. A few, that's, that's my neck a of the woods. Or, yeah. Okay. okay yeah. I got you. Yeah. But no, I'm not. And and uh, they built a, a racetrack. The local guys came to him and said, "Hey, Eli, he had all this land. We need a we need a track. Local race. We need a track." So my father and his father took a cornfield, stepped it off, made a quarter mile dirt track. <laughs> the barns were right next to it. I wow. mean, it was on a dairy bar farm. Like it's a little like field of dreams kind of thing. It like was, we're going to build yeah. this. Okay. Packed the place. I mean, they came in droves. I was a little over a year old. Well, in, in the infield, they build a little track for the kids. And uh, when I turned five, my father, well, my father did it, but I can remember going to Waverly, New York. This guy had this dingy, dark fab shop. And I'd go down with my dad when they were building this little racer for me. So I started racing when I was five. And uh, I learned a real good lesson then, too, about racing. I was leading a race, coming off to get the checkered flag. I, I turned around to look who was close. The guy passed me on the oh. outside. I never looked back after that. Yeah. Never looked back. <laughs> I always looked in the mirror to look for Earnhardt because I knew he was going to run into me, but I never turned, never turned around and looked back. But that was the start of my career. I had uncles that raced. My dad never raced. He was a promoter. So I'd work at the racetrack. I'd work at the farm. When I had free time, I'd stop at my uncle's shop. My first job was just sweeping the floor, of course. But then uh, my one uncle was very intelligent. He built the engines and designed things. He let me clean parts. And then he was older guy. He let me tighten some bolts. But all this time I'm watching and listening and learning. Plus, I'm watching. I had one uncle that was really a great race driver. I mean, he won all the time. They put a bounty on him. You know, anyone that could beat him. Well, somebody beat him after they after they hit him, put him over the, the wall, <laughs> and he flipped and broke three ribs. <laughs> no more, no more bounty. Oh, we'll stop that. that. Yeah, yeah. We'll stop the bounty. <laughs> and, uh, you know how they do it now. So much better than BOP, though. Yeah, right. I you like know. that way more. Yeah. Anyway, and but that's that's where I learned building and. That's what put me. That kind of farmer's mentality. Yeah. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. I still work, mowed the grass, cleaned the toilets, picked up the trash afterwards. I kind of like that job because people sit on benches and stuff. They lose money. Oh, we, I go okay. around and collect money, man. And back in. Yeah, nickel here and nickel there. Back right. in the 60s. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 10 cents. Well, I, sometimes I come out with a couple of dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You buy a car with that. That was big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I didn't mind that. The other stuff I didn't like. <laughs> but I watered this track and I graded it and yeah. uh, picked the rocks. And this, this track brought people. I mean, this became a thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was big back in those days. And it's called the Shemung Speedrome? Shemung right? Speedrome. Yeah. And That's I wanted awesome. to race. Now, my parents had a little deal for me. You can't race till you turn 18 and graduate from high school. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, and if somebody wanted to test during the week, I'd get home from school. My mother would go, Jeffrey, Pat wants to practice. Go open the gate. So I'd go up and open the gate. It was only about half mile up the road. It seemed like two miles then. I rode my bicycle. 
So I'm watching Pat Judson go around the track. Mm. Finally stopped. He was done. We're standing in the infield. He stopped. He gets out. He said, uh, you want to try it? You kidding? No. Jump in there. He didn't have fire suits back then. <laughs> right. He right. had a helmet. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I put his helmet on, and uh, away I went. I knew I could drive. I watched my uncle. I watched. I knew I could do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going around there. Come on in. I'm going around. Finally ran out of gas. Right. That's when I came in. They were trying to motion me in. <laughs> <laughs> ran out of gas. And Pat Judson, who was a really great guy, good racer, he said, holy cow. I'm glad you're not racing now. You were going faster than I was. Nice. And I knew I could do it. Right. I knew it. <laughs> so... I was probably 16 then. Well, every month they had a powder puff derby. Okay. You know what that is? Well, the so women. I assume it's like football where like the, the, the wives and the girlfriends are getting in cars. Yeah. Okay. It had some really good drivers, too. Okay. It was a popular event. Okay. So it's basically an all-woman's race. <laughs> well, Except it used to for be. maybe. Okay. It used to be. And you're I, I came up with this crazy idea. <laughs> One of my cousin's boyfriends had a car, of course, Mike Casterline. He's a Vietnam vet. He, he survived, thank God. And they're married now. But uh, so I asked Mike, hey, can I use your car? I want to enter the Powder Puff Derby. Oh, heck yeah. I borrowed a wig from my cousin. <laughs> I swear to God. I borrowed a wig. <laughs> My parents, my parents didn't know I did this until their 50th wedding anniversary. Brett told this story to my mother. <laughs> and she'd never heard. Never knew it. What about clothing? Did you borrow some of your mom's clothes? No, your I, sister? I had a sweatshirt on. No. Okay. I didn't. okay. The silk underwear were pretty nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hard to push the gas with the high heels. I don't know. You know? But somehow I, got, somehow I did it. And the mascara kept getting in my eye. I, you know, I had to keep rubbing my... So I'm leading this race. Yeah, okay. I said, crap, I can't win. My dad always gave the trophy and a oh, hug yeah, and, yeah, a, yeah. and a kiss to the winner. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I didn't think that would go over too good. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You know, I had pink, purple lipstick on. He didn't want it. He didn't like purple. <laughs> so I shut the car off, coasted off like something broke. Yeah. They didn't. No one knew. Right. That was me. Right. No one until 50th wedding anniversary and. But that's how bad I wanted to drive. So your very first race. He lied and scammed his way in. It was about lying and scamming your way. It's a constant theme in our show that yeah. everyone's first racing is about lying and scamming. Yeah. 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 You went to a new level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And cross-dressing, yeah, apparently. and cross-dressing. Well, you know, it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> you like these? Oh, it, these are fantastic. It works. Rise with yeah. Obey. It works. So does that, have you, did you ever meet Bruce Jenner? Yeah. <laughs> so do you have something on him? Because you were way before him. Or her. Yeah, I take my teeth out. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. No, you really did just take oh, your you teeth really out. Did, yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm, they got studs in there now. Okay. <laughs> this is good for a show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's but great the, radio. But the studs have to grow in the bone. Oh, uh, I see. Uh -huh. okay. And they put cadaver bone in there with it. Okay. okay. You know what that is? Yeah. yeah I know somebody, what a cadaver yeah, is. Yeah, right. That's yeah. dead so, people's bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So basically, you've got like a denture that you take out, and it's part of a dental implant long-term procedure. Yeah. Okay. And then they screw it in and, and got you teeth. Yeah. Then you can eat French fries without taking teeth out. All right. So you go from cross-dresser to uh, to 
badass modified driver. Right. Well, no. Right. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. At my father's track, I finally did, I built a car, and I finally graduated. My uncle ran it in the heat race, and he won. <laughs> so I come home, graduation, I'm in the main, I had to start last. I finished second. Now, the next week, my uncle, my uncle Maynard, who was a smart guy, <laughs> he said, well, you know, <laughs> Earl was a driver. Earl was a, Maynard was a smart guy. And uh, he said, you know, you might have won that race if I'd given you full throttle. What? I didn't know if you could handle it. So I didn't give you full throttle. He, uh, well, you, yeah, he had it where it wouldn't go wide open. But then I started winning, and well, the next year I moved up to the V8 class. I think we raced in the season. They could get about 18 weeks in. I think it rained a couple, so maybe 16. I won 15 races. Wow. Yeah. Well, a local guy had a, a, a asphalt modified. He was trying to drive it. He had one eye. <laughs> in school, he was hitting two hammers together and lost an eye when he was in high school. <laughs> You gotta have depth Stop. perception nope. to race. Right, wait, go back. Did he have a nickname? Did he have a nickname? TK. Hammer. Yeah, oh. hammer. Hammer time. Not nah, TK. Hammer time. <laughs> TK. MC. But he, he said, uh, hey, why don't you come? He had an old coupe. He said, why don't you come drive this? We'll go to Fulton, New York. Went up there and, hey, not bad, not bad. I think we went, ran another race that year. Back in those days, they were killing a lot of IndyCar guys. Yeah, I mean, right. They were in pretty dangerous cars. Yeah. And NASCAR started growing, so, you know, I turned south instead of going west. Yeah. Very thankful I did. But uh, so that's that's how my career started. Right. And then I moved to New England, raced for a guy, won a lot of races. That's where I won all the races. And uh, moved to North Carolina and after that 78 year. Yeah. You know, I thought somebody would be calling me up, man. Right. I was winning all these races. Nobody was calling me up. I figured Richard Petty, man, he's old, enough, he's old enough to retire. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't yeah. call me. So I had I moved south to run late models. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, a guy in Richmond, Virginia, Emmanuel Zavakis, who uh, eventually bought stock car products that makes parts for cars. Yeah, I know the name. I designed and built a car there, kick butt with it. Yeah. Actually, I built two of them. The next year, I built another one even better. And uh, I was living in a mini motor home. Mini. <laughs> mini. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right in a parking lot of the garage in Richmond, Virginia, right in tobacco, where the tobacco factories were. Right, yeah, yeah. You ever smell tobacco? Oh, oh it makes you sick. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, it was right across from a car impound lot where the cops would put cars that oh, right. stolen. Oh, so right or, in. Yeah, yeah. Well, these people come there in the middle of the night trying to get their car. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Holy cow. So I... I told the guys, or asked the guys inside, uh, hey, give me a gun. <laughs> no, I need a gun in case they come after me. So I got a gun. <laughs> Never used it, thank goodness. Okay. But, but I was there two years, and I finally said, no, nah, I can't do this anymore. My family was in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. I only saw them on the weekends. I mean, I, like I said, I designed it, built it, maintained it. Everything all week long. Now we won a lot of races, but I said finally, no, gotta stop. And you were literally living in a small motorhome at the shop, basically. Yeah. So it's like get up in the morning, right to it. Yeah. Get done at night. Oh yeah. Get right back up. I mean, you're like yeah. nonstop because you wanted to go racing. 
I had a plan. Yeah. I had a dream. I had a dream to race against Richard Petty at Daytona. And because uh, we used to come down and go back a few years. We, my parents would bring my sister and I down to Daytona in the wintertime. You know, farm was shut down, a racetrack shut down. We had a dairy store. But uh, you know, we'd ride down there and watch the race. I got some 8-millimeter video of uh-huh. it. Yeah. Stand on the back of a station wagon. But on the way home from Daytona. And this is a kid. Yeah, yeah. oh, I was a kid, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was small enough to sleep on the, up on the back windowsill. You know, they oh, used to yeah. have big wi- yeah. windowsills. Right. And, uh, but, you know, on the way home, I say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race at Daytona one day. Yeah, come on. Shut up, used, kid. Used to yeah, take us two, two days to <laughs> drive from New York State to Daytona. It took yeah. us two days. How, how's a kid from Shimon, New York, going to ever do that? Right. So it was kind of a joke, but I had that dream. Finally came true. Right. I'm in Daytona starting next to my hero, Richard Petty, in the qualifying race. Yeah. First time there. Holy cow. And this is 79? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Go for. He basically did a couple of partial seasons, I think 79 and 80 or something like that. Throw for Dick and Bob Bear, who owned, used to own Loudon Speedway. Okay. Okay. And I was more nervous about starting next to Richard than the race. <laughs> really. <laughs> Because, I mean, I don't think younger kids really appreciate what he did. But when you look at Richard Petty's record, it's unbelievable. Oh. You know? And at the time, there wasn't seven superstars. It was like, Richard Petty's it. He is the king. Mm-hmm. So you get your full, first full season cup deal in 82, 36 years ago. Yeah. At that point, are you making money? You know, are you so solely racing for a living? That's all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to college. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go? Corning Community College. Okay. Mechanical Engineering. Uh, joined the National Guard, six years in the Guard. Oh, cool. cool. But through all that, I, I was able to keep racing. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, for the National Guard, you know, I race on a weekend, so I'd make up the time during the week. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't get time off. I made it up. What you uh, What'd you do in the guard? What was your job? I was a 62B20. Okay. I'm sure you know what that is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but for the listeners at home. <laughs> it was pretty much a, a, a mechanic that could work on anything. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Okay. From, okay. from a, jeep, a Jeep to a tank. Mm-hmm. So it's just that this thing is broken, go deal with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which was, kind of fit my yeah. MO. Yeah, probably easy for This was like mid-60s? It was after high school. It was I joined in '69. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Very thankful that I spent six years in the military. Yeah. Young people today know very little about how important the military has been to our country. Well, it's also such a different era, like the concept of a draft. Well, yeah. you know, it wasn't yeah. around anymore, and, and right. all that kind of thing. My dad was in World War II, got shot in the butt. That's a million dollar wound. In Germany. Well, he he ran up a little mm-hmm. hill and turned around to wave his guys up. I said, Dad, Dad, I'm glad you turned around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wouldn't be right. here. Yeah. It would have right. gone in the other side. <laughs> Woo. Holy cow. All right. So, uh, so at what point there, there's – it seems like a lot of drivers have a moment where they – even if you spend your whole life wanting to do this – there's a transitional moment, usually at the pro level, where you realize, oh, this is actually going to work out. I can actually make this work. Was that your rookie year in Cup? Was it running for Hendrick? 
Well, you know, I ran, I ran really good in my rookie year. I won rookie of the year. Right. Chicken for you. We came close to winning. Oh man, I had some races won. Parts broke. Things broke. And the owner, Cliff Stewart, great guy. Yeah. He had a he built low end furniture. Okay. For motor home or mobile homes and mm-hmm. well, I mean good stuff. Very successful. High Point, North Carolina. Uh huh. And he had a crew chief. He was a great guy. And uh, but he he wouldn't hire things were breaking on a car. I said, Cliff, we need we need a couple guys, better guys. I love all the guys, but we need Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, crew chief wouldn't hire anybody. Oh, so crew chief wasn't a financial thing per se. Mm-mm. Was it one of these cases of guy didn't want anybody smarter than him? Yeah. Yeah. Afraid he might lose his job. Yeah, we, we know these types. But uh, so that's when Rick Henrik was putting his team together. And uh, and did you know him prior? Nope. Okay. Nope, was it sort of a local car dealer? Ah, wait a minute. Oh, okay. We're the same age. You and Sean? You too. Now his beer's black, mine's gray. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got to consider it. How old do you think I am? Uh, I'm not going to be offended. Trust me. We've heard some horrible things. Well, you're probably 45. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not bad. That's close. That's, not That's bad. close. That's close. Two years ago, Eddie Gossage thought he was like 52. Six months ago, <laughs> Todd Bodine thought I was in my 50s. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're close. Wait so. till he's in his 50s. Yeah. Wait till he gets 70. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to make that far. Don't worry. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. So Rick Hendricks putting a team together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he used to hang out with a, a guy who ran modified, Ray Hendrick. Not Hendrick. Right. Hendrick. Hendrick. Yeah. He, he was up there watching me race. He'd go to the big races. He was watching me race way back in those days. Well, Harry Hyde, they tried to get uh, Earnhardt to drive the car. Mm-hmm. He had a good deal. He wasn't going to leave. I mean... A small car dealer is going to put a team together, yeah. whoopee-doopee, right? And, and, and Harry Hyde is kind of like his crew chief. It's kind of putting the team together with Rick. Right. Yeah. Very well-known guy, very right. respected. Yeah. Well, Harry is great. Yeah. So anyway, they call me. Harry calls me up. Hey, Bodine. Yeah. <laughs> He's from Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Bodine. Yeah. yeah. There's this car dealer down here in Charlotte, Rick Henrik. We're putting a, we're putting a team together. How about coming down and talk to us? About driving. Yeah, cool. And by this time, you've done a you know, couple of years of NASCAR, one rookie of the year, but you've, you haven't set the world on fire because you haven't been with the best teams. Correct. Okay. So now I drive down to City Chevrolet. We're in a Rick's office talking. He said, well, might not be a run all the races, but I can pretty much guarantee 15. And I had a deal to race them all. But I didn't have Harry Hyde. That's the reason I went down there to talk to him. I wanted to be with Harry Hyde, yeah. a winning crew chief. Known known for it. A yeah. winning crew chief. So I said, uh, well, you know, that's fine with me. I like, I like the deal. Yeah. Rick said, well, how about letting Harry and I talk about it? We'll give you a call. Well, back in those days, there weren't these little things called cell phones. Yeah, right. You had to put a quarter in the machine, and you're lucky if it went through. I'm thinking, if I go home without an answer, yeah, they might never call. You might never, yeah. I said, Rick, you mind if I wait out in the waiting room? 
<laughs> when I did that, I went out. Five minutes later, came out. You got the job. He was so impressed that I wanted that job so bad that yeah. I would wait for the answer. Yeah, yeah. I got the ride. And, you know, we, and we went, well, <laughs> almost didn't last eight races. You know, we, we ran good, but uh -huh. Harry Hyde was spending Rick's money pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Good crew chiefs have a habit yeah. of going way above the estimated budget. I got yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of Harry's parts, you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Somehow they're more expensive. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> Tony well you got to have these. <clears throat> After our seventh race, Rick came to us and said, guys, I'm really sorry. I, I hate it when somebody says that. <laughs> but I spent a lot of money on... Yeah, I'm going to have to shut the team down. Holy cow. Yeah, I know I promised 15, but, mm -hmm. man, I just, it cost more than I thought it was going to cost. I said, damn you, Harry. <laughs> Spending Rick's money like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I left, and Harry got with Rick and said, Rick, we're going to Martinsville, the eighth race. We got the cars. The car's ready. The engine's in it. We got tires. It won't cost you hardly anything to go up there. You know, Bodine's won some races up there. Yeah, I won 15 all together, four cup. Let us go up there, see what happens. So I said, all right. Well, Rick and his wife, Rick had promised his wife he'd go to Greensboro to a church conference. Right. So he yeah. wasn't even there. And it was in April, right around my birthday, so we had this big fan club birthday party. Harry has the mic. He said, well, you know, Bodine, he's running pretty good, but I don't think we have a chance. <laughs> I grabbed the mic from him. And I said, what the heck are you talking about, man? We're running good. <laughs> yeah. We're going to win this race. Well, we went out and won. No cell phones. Right. Rick didn't know what happened. Yeah. And this is his first ever NASCAR win. Your first ever NASCAR win. Oh, yeah. Win. yeah. Both yeah. Of them. Eighth race together. He called his mother. How'd they do? Well, Rick, you ever heard? They won. Holy cow. And, of course, he and Linda, his wife, went to my house. Wasn't far away where yeah. they were. Toilet papered it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big celebration back then. <laughs> you know, after, after we did a couple. I don't see that happening now. But <laughs> right, right. He's out there in a golf cart. Yeah, like, I got this. Yeah. Uh, it was a mess. Get the shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> but... Uh, after we did a couple interviews, you know, it wasn't very big back then. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. TV wasn't going. Yeah. We went down the street to Clarence's Steakhouse. Uh, Clarence used to sponsor Modifieds. So, but he, he was, he was a, just three or four miles from the track. Had his steakhouse still there. And that's where the celebration was. I had my parents and some relatives. And I didn't think the team went. They went home. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no yeah. big Yeah, yeah you just won your first race. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, nice job. Beat it. Yeah. Well, of course, that <laughs> kept Henrik Motorsports going. He right. didn't close the door. Yeah. Rick has told that. That's a true story because Rick's told uh, his drivers and other people. Yeah. We were doing a little TV thing at Henrik Motorsports, and uh, Waltrip Schrader was there, Gordon, Jimmy, Earnhardt Jr., and uh, I think Casey Kane was there. Kane right, right. And... Uh, Rick said, you know, if Jeff hadn't won that race in Martinsville, there wouldn't be any of this. 
So I looked at them all. I said, you guys believe this, right? Well, heck yeah. Rick just told us. I said, okay. You believe it, right? Yeah. You know, Gordon's going, thanks, man. Jimmy, hey, thumbs up. Earnhardt, he's kind of new then. Yeah. Hey, good going. <laughs> thanks, old and man. And I said, well, I looked at them all. I said, well, don't you guys think you owe me something? <laughs> Cough it up. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> Gordon goes, the check will be in the mail. Every time I see him, Jeff, man, I haven't got that check yet. <laughs> Where is that check? But, oh, yeah. man, you, you moved? Yeah, I moved. Oh, give me the address. Yeah, I didn't send <laughs> it the right place. They, they must have lost it. I think something. I wrote the wrong zip code down. Yeah. Uh, the pigeon didn't make it. So, in reality, if I, we hadn't won that race, there wouldn't be a Henry Motorsports. 100%, yeah. Yeah. So what would who would Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, yeah. and Earnhardt and Casey who would they be today? Yeah. Where would they be in racing? I feel like Earnhardt would have been okay. <laughs> Junior would have been okay. Yeah. Jimmy might but have. Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know that anybody like, would have signed off on that. Like that's they, I know the the guy that's racing dirt trucks. Right. Yeah, yeah. let's put yeah. him in. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 so basically you're responsible for the winningest NASCAR driver championship guy of all time. And team he and should all be that. sending you a million dollars a year. Well, I'd just go for hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> like they're making they're making 40 50 million Jeez. that's a hundred thousand to them yeah Nothing. yeah they help well, me a lot well Let's we have an audience see. well everybody start <laughs> tweeting uh -huh. at jimmy johnson at jimmy johnson where's jeff's royalties <laughs> and, and jeff gordon <laughs> hashtag jeff's royalties jeff's royalties jeff with a g-e g-e-o-f-f jeff's yeah. royalties. royalties are you a twitter guy at all I think I checked last time you posted was 2014. Yeah, Twitter, I don't. Okay. <laughs> nah, why do, what do you need Twitter for? You got emails, you got texts. I text. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's wrong with texting? Nothing. It's, There's, it's nothing fine. wrong with texting. Yeah, stop yelling at us. See, you young. <laughs> you young kids. No, you're young guy. You young 45-year-olds. You children with your podcast. You know how to do all that stuff. I'm yeah, way over my head. In any case. <laughs> We have a very loyal audience, so if they start tweeting at Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson, hashtag Jeff's royalties. Jeff's royalties. Next time you guys cross paths when you decide randomly to go to a race, you're going to hear about it. Good. So you're welcome. Yeah. We, then we want our royalties. We did that, yeah. So yeah. we're going to need a cool 1%. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a man of my word. Okay. If I get it, yeah. you'll get 1%. All right. All right. 1% of everything or 1% of the first 100 time. grand? We get you a billion dollars. Now we're adding up. You know, you always you like. Give me a billion, I'll give you two percent. Oh, right. man, this guy. You said you weren't good at business. That's a B, right? Not, not, yeah, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, what's that? He's clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly not. I'm not real smart. That's for sure. I give stuff away. <laughs> Nobody wants you around their business because I give it away. <laughs> <laughs> we get along. Um, so you start the Hendrick thing, and you get to run with Harry Hyde. I'm curious if Hendrick didn't have a full season deal. How could he get Harry Hyde when he's, like, one of the best guys ever? Like, did he not have anything else going? Harry didn't have anything else going. Yeah. You know, kind of towards the end of his career, but not really. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, Harry, well, wait a minute. There's <laughs> more to this story. Okay. Harry had a shop. Uh-huh. Harry had a lot of parts. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Rick, I got a shop. I got parts. Sure. Had an engine shop where Randy Dorton was the engine builder back then. Great guy. Terrible what happened. And, uh, you know, Rick took the hook, right. took the bait. It's, this is extremely common in sports car yeah. or even IndyCar oh, to absolutely. some extent where yeah. you find the wealthy guy who wants to go sports car racing and start his own team. And very rarely is it 
he leases the shop. He hires the guys and buys the equipment. He usually buys into somebody yeah. else's deal, yeah. and then yeah. it just runs out of that guy's shop. Yeah. I can like almost 100% of my clients work that way. Right. So, yeah. 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 But you know, it worked out for everybody. Yeah. I would say so. It worked out for everybody. Especially Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Who owes you a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Gordon does too. Yeah, I won't let him off the hook. Yeah. Uh, of course, we won the first Daytona 500 for Rick. Right. So in 86, yep. now you've done a couple of years with Hendrick. You guys are rocking and rolling. Yeah. And you show up at Daytona. This is the one that you, when you were a kid, riding on the back of your uh, parents' car, you said you were going to, you just wanted to do this race one day. And so, so what was 86 like? Well, I, I changed crew chiefs because Harry Hyde, old school, he was smart, man. I appreciate everything he did for him. He had His computer was a 3x5 file card. Oh, okay. He had one of those little pens with a sh- little tip on the end. He had more stuff on that 3x5 than you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So we'd be going to some track. He'd pull it out. Well... We used to run this torsion bar, you know, we ran Chrysler. Yeah. And I've converted all this stuff. This is the spring we need. This is the weight percentage and all this. Well, old school, back in those days, you could run a lot of weight on the rear tires. Yeah. Now, I want Martinsville that way. So it worked. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to go to Atlanta that way. Yeah, right. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. It's going to be a little tail happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, man, he wanted that weight in the trunk. In the trunk. Right. Not just the rear, but in the trunk. I said, Harry. And a place like Daytona where scrubbing speed is so much of what you don't want to be doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, Harry, that's like a pendulum. It's way behind the wheels, and when you go in a corner, it swings out like a pendulum. Right. He said, Bodine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about no pendulum, but that's where the weight's going. <laughs> So that was the beginning of our little ah, struggle, power struggle. Just okay. let me do my thing. Yeah. Well, then the next year, Rick hired Tim Richards. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll do that. We'll get into that in a minute. And, uh, and I ended up with Gary Nelson. And <laughs> we, we won Daytona. First race out with Gary. Yeah. And, uh, that, that, you know, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a big <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. And it was going to come down to a, well, Earnhardt said, I had you. You know, we pitted, and uh, we got way ahead of him on a pit stop. Yeah. Because he left his pits early. Didn't get all the gas in. Right, right. So I see him come. I'm slowing down, man. I'm saving tires. We didn't change any tires. Okay. And that track back then was brutal. Right. You're working. You know, we go through the corner sideways on new tires. Yeah. So, man, I, oh, I got to save my tires because Ironhead's coming. But I, so I slowed down. And I, plus, I'm saving gas. He's wide open. He's burning gas. Yeah. So I figured I'm going to run him out of gas or wear his tires out because he was coming. So he caught me. I said, I waved to him. Go ahead. Go by. Yeah. He wanted to do it. I wanted to draft him. Right, but, I said, but you're waving letting him know, like, I'm up to something. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on by. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. He went past me. Because he knows something's going on. He doesn't want to get out smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're probably telling him he needs to save gas now. Yeah, right, right. And uh, so he, he went past me. So I'm, you know, looking in the mirror. I'm following Benny Parsons, I think Phil Parsons, lap cars. And I, I don't know how many laps to go. Two or three. Coming off turn four. I see him duck low. I said, he's out of gas. He's out of gas. I said, do we have enough gas? <laughs> 
Gary said, just keep drafting. And, uh, of course, we won. But Ernest said, I had you. I said, you didn't have me. No, I had you, man. I was better than you. I was fat. Well, what was going on in the rest of the race then? Yeah. How come I was ahead of you most of the time? <laughs> no, I had you. I would have got you. I said, no, Dale, it just would have been one hell of a wreck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you would have run into me or I was going to run into you, but it would have been a hell of a wreck. Yeah. So we laughed about it. <laughs> but then the next year, I did run out of gas. Yeah. I should have won it two years in a row. Yeah. And we had an opportunity to put gas in. And Gary said, no, you got a lot of gas. I said, you sure? Yeah. Out of caution. Okay, so I'm running and running. I followed Richard Petty, actually. Just caught him, and Gary comes over to the radio. Uh, you better start drafting. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Hey, wait. Yeah. I said, what? Uh, it's going to be close. Well, everyone pitted for gas okay. because they didn't stop on that yellow either. Yeah. Right, right. Now, we wouldn't have lost anything. I'd just been at the end. Right. Coming to get one to go, ran out of gas. Coasted around the last lap. Yeah. Could have had two races in a row, but anyway. Did you go up to Elliott and say, I had you? <laughs> just seeing if it came full circle or not. Right. I want to you owe me. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you owe me a half gallon of gas. Right, <laughs> right. But so, like, you win the 86 Daytona 500. That's as big as it's going to get in NASCAR. Yeah. Was that the moment where, like, okay, I'm good now? Um, or this is, you know, my path is, is pretty much set? Well, you know, I fulfilled my dream. Right. Right. So what do you do when you f- fulfill your dream? You make a new one. No, no. My You're first thought was, go, <laughs> yeah, go my first thought was, shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Okay. I did what I set out to do mm-hmm. <laughs> early in my career. So for a little while, I said, man, it's over. Yeah. Oh. But then I got thinking, uh, I just want to win more now. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. We can do this. But it, it confirmed that, yeah, you can do it. You're in the short list of people that won that race. Yeah. You know, so. Right, right. Took, and it's, and it's took, one of the biggest races in the world. Took, you know, it's like top three. Took Earnhardt a long time to win. Yeah, one of the, I'm like obsessed with IROC. Mm. Like I, I think it was the coolest idea, oh, yeah. and I wish it came back. And you obviously won the IROC championship. And when you did it, you beat Alanser Jr. and Road Course. Yeah, and Bobby Rahal. Yeah, that, those are the second and third place guys. And back in those days, Everham was doing the car setups. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, I won Watkins Glen. Beat right. those guys. Right, with good cars. Yeah, I went back there a few late after Ray had left. I never drove so hard at Rockin' Glen to finish last. <laughs> right. That right. car was a piece of crap. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ray, he did such a great job with those cars. Mm-hmm. After that, it all went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. When you get the IROC invite, is that something that you're like, oh, yeah? Or is it like, I don't know, it's more work. I got, like, where am I going to find the time? That's uh, like the all-star race, man. You yeah. feel proud. You're, you're, you're going to race against some of the best in the world. Yes. Yes. And, man, if I can go out there and beat them. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I beat the Maybe best I'm not in the world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so to beat them on a road course, that was really special. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't close. I, I beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I beat them. Yeah. But uh, uh, Earnhardt got a car. Mark Martin has a car he won in. Yeah. They didn't give me a car. I won a championship. I didn't get a car. And you beat, like, Al Jr. Yeah, on like road some courses. of the greatest yeah, sports yeah, car exactly. guys. Yeah. Somebody owes me a car. All right, Twitter. All right. Fire no, no, it up. Fire it up. Yeah. Crown Royal? So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who to go after. Yeah. So, 
when you were in your prime, were you more scared of getting hurt from crashing or getting fired or just yelled at by your boss? <laughs> uh, I'm more afraid of not making any money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the financial burden the of financial, what could happen. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I wasn't worried about getting hurt. Yeah. If, if, if you're worried about getting hurt, you better stay in the pit area or get in the grandstand and watch because you can't perform. Nobody gets on a football field. I'm not going to hit that guy so hard. I might get hurt. No, 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 no. You hit him as hard as you can. And if you're going to hit a wall, you hit it as hard as whatever. But, uh, no, never never felt that way. Uh, you never know when you're going to have that wreck. I thought I was going to get through my career without that wreck. Man, I was doing good. I was, I was in a wreck, but not the wreck. But I had it. But the good thing is I survived it. I'm very thankful. The Lord saved me that day. I should have died. You watch the see the pictures are replayed. Yeah. You yeah. can't survive well, that. So let, let's set that up for people who aren't as familiar with the story. So later stages of your career, you decided to run some truck races. First ever truck race at Daytona. And, uh, you know, those trucks have never been kind of really run there like that. Three guys running side by side by side. You decide to make a fourth lane going high. And a couple guys hook each other. Okay, you're, you're correcting you, me. You need to watch the video. I need to rewatch it, apparently. <laughs> you need to watch the video. Okay. But anyway, but you have a huge crash. Go ahead. Well, what led up to that, when I had when I bought the seven team after Alan Quickie right, passed. Right, which, which we want killed, to talk about. Yeah. Uh, they started a truck series. I'm not sure what year, but huh, they needed trucks. So I started a truck team. And my son, Barry, was growing up. <laughs> he would have been a great driver. He was a natural. <laughs> really, really. And so I put him in a truck. I hired another guy, Dave Resendez, a modified guy. He ran some late models. And he, I had, so I had two trucks. And, uh, well, I had a particular sponsor that didn't pay me. That's how I ended up losing the team. But it changed Barry's career. Well, you know, I was helping him, and uh, he got a ride with uh, Billy Blue. Oh, Billy, great guy. Well, they're getting ready to go to Daytona. They came to me and said, why don't you drive Daytona? You know, you won there. You, you got experience. Said, yeah, that'll be fun. No restrictor plates. Oh, that was fun. That was, we, we were going faster than the cup cars. Oh, my gosh, it was fun. We were going to win that race. But I had to pit, I don't know, for a tire or something. So I started in the rear, came to the front, and it was uh, Kurt Busch. And there's two cars ahead of him, two trucks. Yep. I can't never remember uh, the name. Rob Morgan was one Morgan. of them. He, he's in sports Morgan cars. was yeah. pulling down in the trial to get in front of Bush. There's a guy under him. I didn't see this guy under him. But he cut down, and Kirk just touched his bumper and turned him sideways. So now I'm already out here. And the lap before, I just told the crew, man, I can pass these guys anytime I want. I'm just being careful, which I was. <laughs> right, I right. was just sitting here to see what they're going to do off the corner. Well, he got sideways. I said, well... I calculated it. I can get past him before he comes back and hits the wall. Okay. I'm gonna, I yeah, think so I'm going to make so it. Floor it. I'm going to get through this. I didn't see this other truck. Rob went down to hit him, and they both turned in front of me. Yeah. And, of course, then I ran up over Rob's right front tire, threw me in the fence at 190 miles an hour, and cut the roof off the whole roll cage, the front, the front off, the engine down the track, and flipping, and another guy hit me, and yeah, the Lord saved me. Yeah. You've described that as the best day of your racing career. Yeah. Uh, and that's because of the life change that came with it? No, because I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. No, that's a good wreck. 
Any wreck you survive is a good one. <laughs> the only bad wrecks are the ones you don't survive. Yeah. Now, I got hurt. Right. I was hurt. I, it took me two months to rehab. Yeah. I still wasn't ready, but. Do you have like, any memory of the uh, accident itself? Yeah, right up till I hit the wall. That knocked me out. And then, uh, you know, they came out to get me. It took them several minutes. They couldn't just run out there. And I have some pictures of, still pictures a fan took in the stands. It shows a fire guy put the fire out. I was laying in fire. <laughs> My gloves were off. They came off. There's still pictures. You can see them coming off. And, and a worker found him. And brought him to me, and I autographed him for him and his kid. <laughs> because I always cut the band off. I knew they were mine. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I got a little burn here, but <laughs> I should be burned up. Uh, but uh, during that time, knocked out and coming to, uh, I've told this story many times. The first thing I told my family when I woke up in the hospital, looked up, and there they were. I said, I got something to tell you. My father came to me. He was really sick when he died. He looked good, happy, smiling. I said, Dad, I'm coming to see you. He said, no, it's not time. You have more to do. So to me, that's God telling me through him, and I got more for you. And he's led me everywhere. I've been to the Mideast four times to see our troops. I've seen things that I've driven aircraft carriers and battleships and things that shot every kind of weapon you can in the military. So I'm so blessed and talk to the guys, you know, and share the share some stories with them. I was in the back of a battleship one time, dark, in Persian Gulf, really hot. And they go out at night on the back, cool off. They had a hangar where the helicopter would go in. So there's lights inside, not outside. And I'm standing so the lights on me. This one sailor goes, Hey Mr. Bodon, what do you think God thinks about us being out here? And I, whatever I do, when I, I, I used to be afraid to talk in front of people. Now, now I, that's fine. I can do it. First thing I do is say, God, you put me in this position. You give me this opportunity. You've got to help me with the words. And I said that same thing on that battleship, and he did. I talked to the kid and told him, and you know, no problem. So I've been I'm blessed. I mean, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a great wreck because it just led me to do a lot of other things that are even better. Yeah. 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 Cool. We actually saw that truck oh, about yeah. a week ago at a, a there's museum. a museum, right? Yeah, yeah. And you we see a like, little go kart racer. That was my second racer next to it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we, we did that. see it. Yeah, we didn't funny. know it was yours. Yeah, yeah. in, in yeah. primer. Yeah, okay. right. That's yeah. the second one I had when I was seven years old. Yeah, we were standing at that thing for at least ten minutes. Like, good lord! Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's like, and we didn't. We're like, is that from the wreck or from them cutting them out? But it sounds like it's from the wreck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it was spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. Great video on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. All like, yeah. Todd told us a story of, you know, he went to visit you afterwards, and nothing was uh, too badly broken, but you were bruised basically everywhere. Is that kind of the way you remember it? <laughs> no, I, I broke this wrist. Okay. That's what the scar is. Okay. It pins. Crushed the vertebrae in my back. Okay. But, I mean, from the toes to the top of my head, everything hurt. Yeah. And uh, when I woke up and told that story, I said, uh, I must look pretty bad. You guys aren't smiling. <laughs> <laughs> they said, yeah, yeah, you look pretty bad. I said, give me a mirror. I want to see. They wouldn't get me a mirror. Oh, God. Okay. My head yeah. was swelled up and all. Yeah. That's what Tom said. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I never saw myself that way. Right. right. That's probably for the best. Right. Uh, yeah. That's what it is. 
And were you immediately thinking about getting behind the wheel, or, or was this time to step back? Well, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, it took him a while to fix the track, but during that time, I don't know when, but I asked Brett or Todd or both of them, I said, well, I'll be able to race next week, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That all adds up. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Um, kind of going backwards a little bit, we did a video about Alan Kowicki last year. Two years ago? It was last year. Last year. Yeah. They're all blurring together. And uh, so we learned a lot about him. We met a lot of the guys like Paul Andrews and some of the others from the crew. And obviously you bought the assets from his team after his passing and kept the team together. And Paul Andrews is actually your crew chief for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. You've said yourself, this is, this is your words, not ours, that, that you aren't always the best at business. Um, getting into team ownership seems always like a bad idea to me. So <laughs> where, where, where did this come from? Pretty much everyone knew I was a hands-on guy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was always around the car, went to the shop, da da da, all and that stuff. What better team to take over then? Yeah. yeah. Well, and <clears throat> when Alan got killed, Felix Zabatis was the executor of his will. He came to me. I don't know when. The next weekend, I guess. So he said, "You need to buy this team." I said, "What? Yeah, you need to buy this team. You know, you. This is you." You're like Alan. Uh, I don't know. Well, then uh, Payne Stewart came in on a deal and uh, had some other people. But Mr. Quickie wanted me. Wanted me. So talked it over with my wife then, my kid's mother. And uh, she told me, you buy that team to cause us to split up. I said, I'm not going to spend any more time there. I already go to shop every day, just about. I won't spend any more time with this. I got people. Paul will run it, and and, and I got people. Cal. So we bought it, and uh, well, because I didn't think it had ever happened. And uh, we had a good deal with Jerry. Uh, he got money, but then he got a percentage of what we won. And that year we won a lot of races with those Hoosier tires and made a lot of money, and he did really well. Had bonuses and all that. And I'd still have a team if I'd got paid by my sponsor. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, we had good people running it, but, well, yeah, we had good people. Right, right. <laughs> but I had some bad advice from other people about my finances and what I should do. And that's what, that's what I listened to them, and that's what kind of caught me. Uh, lost a lot of money there. Uh, but I made some investments uh, with an airplane. Payne Stewart crashed in the same airplane, same kind of airplane. And then those sick, evil people flew into the World Trade Centers. The market went down. The, the used airplane market went down. You know, I'm not ashamed of this. I went bankrupt. I Because it all happened. The airplane. The sponsorship. The motor coach. Yeah. The the buildings I had in Charlotte, the house I had. Yeah. Eventually sold the house for exactly what I paid for it. <laughs> right. That doesn't but cover, that yeah, doesn't yeah, cover exactly. the three years of the monthly payment, yeah, you know, yeah. so I lost my butt there. And I'm not complaining. Right. I'm still here. Yeah. I am still here. That's all that matters. I got my health. Yeah. Got my family. Got my wife. I got 
future. And I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm here now. Yeah. So you had a sponsor, uh, a sponsor that basically didn't make its agreements um, during because I don't yeah. know how many, I don't know too many people that know kind of how the team went away basically, um, and it was basically a sponsorship default. Put the deal together with a sponsor, and uh, uh, they gave us some upfront money. You might figure this out. I yeah. I but do the it. other other part was off a new business that was created because of the sponsorship. Okay. And NASCAR and and this and was a heavy retail sales yeah sponsor and okay. and uh, off of the product how much product they bought well okay. race fans bu were buying more product than regular buyers right. and they were signing up like crazy and so we we're supposed to get a percentage of that well because they're the best at statistics that's how they do their business uh, okay. so they know how to right. So this, was, out. so this was a major retail outlet that basically said, we believe we can sell a lot of NASCAR stuff through our retail avenue cable channel. And, um, and, and we're going to give, and we're going to fund your raising team by this commission. And we can calculate how many new customers are signing up. And, yeah. and we know how much they're buying. You get a cut of all that. But we're, but we're going to provide all the data. Yeah. Okay. Well, we shook hands. I trusted them. Yeah. Had my lawyer and people in there. I had a big deal. Yeah. Had a contract. Well, got the upfront money, but they owed me some money. Uh, you know, you owe me some money. And they said, well, we haven't got the system all working right yet. Okay, we're, we're working on it. So I go through the winter, call them up January. Still don't have it working like we want it. And... Uh, but a, a worker who was a friend, race fan, he sent us a little piece of paper. It showed what was going on. Wow. We are going to make a lot of money. So the, like the sales volume. The new so customers speak. and what they were buying, it was huge. Yeah. And, and when we shook hands and <laughs> when we shook hands. <laughs> with unnamed sponsor, yeah. cable channel. The, the, <laughs> the gentleman said, I hope you make $10,000 or, yeah. Yeah, 10,000. No. Not 10,000. Let's say 10,000 would cover a set of tires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's appearance fee. But no. <laughs> but based on this volume because of sales. Because that means he's going to make the same. Right. Uh, uh, right. When he saw those numbers, he wanted it all. Oh. Uh -huh. And mm. so I went back up there. I said, well, we're not going to pay you anything. I said, well, wait a minute. You got a contract. Nah, there's one little word in here. If. Come on. You didn't pay me. So now I'm running the team on my money. And and I hadn't taken a lot of money out of the team by a recommendation from an advisor. I, I'm putting it back in the team, you know, adding on his shop and all that. But I had some money, of course. But I said, well, we're only going to go this far. I'm not going to. Yeah, like here's Spend my all cut off. my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to keep a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when uh, uh, Felix Abadis introduced me to two gentlemen, and they they ended up buying into the team. These guys are big, heavy hitters. I mean, big. Well, one almost went to jail. <laughs> but they're in big. racing. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, you know, some successful. People, quote, 
are ruthless. Yeah. They just want to make more money. Yeah. And so they didn't care about me. They didn't care about my son. So what we finished the year out, and Barry ran some races in his trucks. And, uh, but they were running the whole deal. They came up at the end of the year and said, you owe us this much money. I said, excuse me? Well, this is what we spent on your son. I said, I didn't tell you to do that. Well, but it's your son. Yeah, but you were running the whole deal. When it came to this money that you said you would spend, you should have stopped it. No, no, well, this. <laughs> wow. They said, you either pay us or we're going to buy you out. Uh, they bought me out. Well, yeah, but it's, you know, a sponsor didn't pay me, that's all. It's not their fault. That isn't why it happened. It's because that sponsor unnamed yeah. TV sponsor yeah. that I had. <laughs> Major retail television sponsor. Wouldn't I pay don't. me. So I, um, hope, so I hope you never buy anything from them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they so they had a, basically a clause in the contract that with some careful wording that basically said they could change the terms of this cut you were supposed to get of it. Paper burns. Paper cuts. I mean, paper's not worth much. We had, you know, I, I finally, uh, my partner said, I want to sue them. No, no, no. That's going to make you look bad. Well, they're rich. Yeah. About to say, yeah. yeah. I'm well, the guy that lost the money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when they, after they threw me out, I'm man, I couldn't sleep at night. I, yeah, I got it. They, they, they screwed me and my son. So I got a lawyer from uh, New Jersey, Pitbull, and he'd, he'd already had a case with him and won for somebody else. So we were compiling all this data, and I'm paying him and doing this, and people, and uh, you know, then you present us to the court, and the judge said, well, you can use this. You, you, can, uh, you can't use this. We can't let that admit. They can't do this. Then, you know, that's it's all a that game. usual stuff, it's a right? Game. Yeah, yeah. But we still had a really good case. So we go in to the courthouse to pick the jury. We're in one room, there in the other room, and my lawyer goes, uh, "I think you ought to settle." I said, "Well, what? After all this? Well, we got a good case, but..." Man, you get the wrong jury, the wrong judge, you might leave here with nothing except bills. Yeah, yeah, more fees. So they scare you to death. Right. But, 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 but you might leave here with nothing. Something's better than nothing. Uh, I agree with that philosophy, but come on. So, okay. Put a number down. He took it in. I'm way too high. They had hired an outfit out of Raleigh, North Carolina. They had to do a North Carolina deal. So they hired this group. Too high. Holy shit, man. Okay, here's the number. Not too high. Come on. Another number. Okay, they took it. <laughs> Peanuts. So that was it. <laughs> well... Of course, I had paid a lawyer 30%. And then because the partners came in during this mess, he and an, another advisor, they were afraid my ex-partners might come and want some of that money. You give me some more money, I'll put it in the bank, keep it until another year, then I'll 
you get it back. Yeah, okay. Gave him another 60 grand. QVC was so mad, they, they sued because they settled with me, gave me money. They sued these guys. I don't know what happened. I don't know. This lawyer that I paid 30% plus all the others up till then and gave him that 60 grand, guess what? Uh, Bob, Man, I really could do that money now. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, man. Mm. You know, my wife, she's about ready to leave me. My kids, they're going to college. I lost that money. I, I, I invested it for my kids. And I lost it. What? Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get another job. He's a lawyer, of course. I'm gonna get another job. I'll, I'll pay you back. Okay. Keep me informed. I should have had him disbarred. I never got any money. Never got any money. So <laughs> I lost on that deal too. Double whammy. Yeah, I wish I got paid. I'd still be a car owner. Who knows? I'd I, I like to wait until they franchise everything. Whew. Yeah. Then sell it. Yeah, then that could have been worth Sell that lot. franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This was the whole point. Yeah. So we do a pass-along question. And Speaking of business dealings. Yeah. <laughs> we do a pass-along question, and uh, we had lunch with Terry Labonte. And uh, Terry Bear had a question for you about how – <laughs> that was, in, in fairness, <laughs> we up. brought this up to him. Yeah, and you're but, guilty too. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I am obsessed with um, 1982 with the 1983 uh, hit album NASCAR Sings. Um, and so we brought this up to Terry because he has a singing number, as do you in this 1983 album. It wasn't 83 though; it was 86 oh. or 7, 87. Oh, I think. Okay, yeah, Never, uh, yeah. well, yeah. we're idiots. Either way, it <laughs> happened. But uh, so Terry has a question. Yeah, apparently he would like to know uh, how'd you make out on your albums. <laughs> <laughs> as you've heard several times tonight uh, today, uh, I'm not a very good businessman. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can laugh. So set the you back. can laugh. <laughs> you can. So yeah. So wait. So Ter set, Terry set was up. of the opinion. Okay. Yeah. So, so what? What was NASCAR sings? Bartender. I need a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this gentleman from Nashville came up, and I've been thinking about it because Richard Penny and those guys did an album a long time ago. Yeah, just right. kind of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And but I was thinking about doing this, but this guy came up from Nashville with an idea of doing a a good album and with a driver singing. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm a little different than most people. <laughs> I'd say that's a great idea. Well, of course, he needed money. So, well, you know, we had a little contract because I didn't know what it said, but so I shell <laughs> out the money. I, you know, so we got the group together. There's only one really driver in it that didn't make it, a kid from Canada. Uh, everyone else was a NASCAR guy. Richard Childress was on it. You know, Earnhardt, Earnhardt. Sr., Dale Jarrett, you, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they came to racetracks. Well, how are they going to write a song? They came to racetracks and did interviews with everybody. Right. 
Oh, you know, everyone told him was whatever Here's they wanted what to tell him. Yeah, right, 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 right. To make an original song off of. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. And a famous songwriter wrote mine, Jeannie Seeley. Okay. She was, you look her up, she was a famous songwriter in Nashville. Well, Terry, Dale, everybody but me said, I don't want no slow, sad country song. So guess who got it? No, oh, well, me because I didn't right. say anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm right. that kind of guy. Right. Just write a song. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be slow and bad. And uh, so then we flew everybody to Nashville recording studio, yeah. not at the same time. And uh, of course, it's all my money doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your investment. Yeah, okay. hundred grand. Yeah. Hundred grand back in those days was. This a is 100 grand. Yeah, about to say in 86. A lot of money. Yeah. It's going to work, though. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's got to. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. I got to. It's going to. Was yeah. there was there market research or focus group testing or anything or just a hunch? Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, this is all on you. Sure. <laughs> I asked my wife, what do you think? God, that would be fun. Market research is positive. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, she, didn't, she didn't say anything about losing my ass. But, <laughs> but the song came out great. Sure. <laughs> Kyle Petty, you know, he tried to be a singer. He still yeah, is yeah, trying yeah. to be. Right. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He writes music. He, he was good. Uh, and the the neat thing is, uh, you can't tell who's singing. Like I was if, there. Like I, if you heard it and they didn't say this is Terry Labonte, you'd have no idea yeah, it was right. Terry Labonte. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Bill Elliott, he starts out, I'm Wall Bill Elliott, a crazy racing man. He talks his way through it. Yeah. And a couple smart. other guys might say their name early. Sure. I say my name at the end, but you can't tell who's singing. It's crazy. And uh, so, yeah, we got all the, I think we made, I don't know, 20,000 records, two record album. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, this is like printed Vinyl album. Oh, it's yeah. not like you just did an upload and you get yeah. 50 cents off of iTunes. No, it's like, no, no, like, no, like, you have to invest in the actual real materials are being made. Yeah. yeah. And then we, back then we did cassettes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they they don't last very long. They're uh -huh. gone. Threw them all away. But <laughs> So you had a warehouse of NASCAR Sings cassettes at one point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. But later on, several years ago, I, I had a CD made. Okay. Because the record album was kind of collector's item, had pictures and all that, and the CD you could play. So I said, yeah, we need a CD to go with it. So I made 10,000 of them. Yeah, as you do. And So uh, after the cassette and printed albums didn't so, go well. Well, no, we sold said, No, we sold good. Okay. My, my parents did my souvenirs at the track. They were selling like hotcakes. And the old TNN, yeah. they did a barter system with you. Okay. They'd advertise it. And then they get part of what was sold. Okay. Man, we were selling the heck out of them. Well, that all went away, you know, because they yeah, TNN left. They changed. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, so you made money, just maybe not what you'd invested. Oh no, not yeah, even yeah. close. No. Okay. <laughs> well, because because the guy's nickname was Meat Man. Don't ever do business for the guy named Meat Man. Noted. Hang yeah. on, I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah, write that down. <laughs> Everybody out there, you hear me? No business. Uh, so he had he got a cut, his okay. wife got a cut. Was this like his, the producer of the album? Yeah, his son and daughter got a cut. Okay. So I had to pay them. So yeah. by the time I pay them, and the musician got a cut. Yeah. And the drivers got a cut. Okay. So I I I got. So everyone but the guy that made the product. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. I made a little money back. 
But then, then he kind of went was going to go bankrupt, and so okay. I got I got the inventory that was left. Okay. Before he and he died, he this got was cancer. Meat man. Yeah, meat okay, man. Okay, so meat man was was trying to well, offload all his inventory. Well, he, he was sick. He died yeah. of cancer later, but okay. uh, so I got all, I got twelve thousand records, <laughs> albums. Where are you putting them? Well, I, I had them in. North Carolina for a while. They're like at the shop, and Felix like, can we do something about this? Yeah, right, yeah. right. I can't put the car on high stands because, <laughs> because we have <laughs> CDs in the way. 12,000 cassettes. Well, they're here. in my house now, but I don't have, I didn't, when I came down here, I, I didn't bring all 12,000 records. Okay. I think I have about 8,000. I have all the Only. CDs. Only. I, I have you all have the 8, CDs. You have 8,000 CDs? Can uh, we start selling these? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You still have them now. I'll sell them to so you. So if we sell them through our website, we'll give you. Give me Deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll give you 5%. He's, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell, I'll just sell them. You come and get them. I'll sell them oh, to no, you. Oh, no, that's a terrible deal. Yeah, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. A buck a piece. This that's cheap. This is consignment only. That's cheap. A buck a piece isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's $8,000. <laughs> that's still a I bet, okay deal. I bet we could sell it. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, anyway, I end up all stuff. We should seriously sell these through Yeah, Style we are Aesthetic. absolutely going to sell your CDs. With who? <laughs> we are, we, we people so, that do our clothing. So the people who do our clothing are like the trackside vendors. Um, that, like you go to the track and you buy the T-shirts and all that. Yeah. Like, I bet if we have NASCAR Sync CDs yeah. hey, I'll <laughs> split, at the Style I'll, Aesthetic I'll, booth. 50% for you and we'll for me. We'll actually consider this. Yeah, yeah this we'll is talk a about bad idea. Yeah. I've, tried really on, I've tried it online. I've tried it a lot of different ways. Yeah, you got to go. You have to make cult status. So now I give them away for events. Yeah. Charities and whatever. We'll stop doing no, that. We're yeah. our profits. Yeah. Now what you have to do is go the other way. Yeah. Like it's like the um, not to bring up a bad stuff. It's the Tim Richmond poster now. Yeah. In right. the sense of like no one has these. No one knows what they yeah. are. They're crazy lucrative. Yeah, right. Oh, you know. Yeah. So let's, we got to make some uh, some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get on that. We'll get on that. So if you had a generic question that we could ask for like a, a nameless guest at this point. Yeah. Like yeah. any racer. Is there like something you like to ask people? Because it's not always drivers either. Yeah. Uh. A question to ask anybody, race fan or uh, yeah. a guest on our show. So, yeah. like the next yeah, person driver. in this in the hot well, seat. Not well, it's not always drivers. It's yeah. team owners. It's journalists. Okay. It's engineers. It's just the person in that hot seat. Um, if you could ask any generic, we don't know who it is yet. If if you could have done something else with your life, what would it be? Have been perfect, other than racing. Racing's stupid. Yeah, it is. I tell people this all the time. What's your answer for you? Well, I'm tired of getting my guts ripped out. Yeah. No, you can be having the best race of your life. The best yeah. race. And somebody blows an engine. Ooh. I was at Martinsville, lapping the field. I was lapping Kyle Petty for the second or third time. <laughs> he, he was getting fumed out and tired. <sighs> Passing him down the front straightaway. Going to turn one. He forgot to let off. Ran into me and spun me out. Leading. With a couple left to go, I turned around and got, I finished third. <sighs> Ripped your guts out. Yeah. Then they step on them. They run them over, peel out, do a wheelie on I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm tired of that. I hear It's you. happened all my life. And I'm just, I, I look back, why, why? <laughs> I really didn't want my kids to get involved in raising because I didn't want them to go through the same thing. Yeah, because right. they saw what yeah. happened to me. Yeah, yeah. They saw how people treated me, how NASCAR treated me, how racers. Mm-hmm. And, uh. So, yeah. This name is completely unrelated to the last one. Um, Larry Gunselman. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a running joke with Larry Gunselman, and uh, 
He doesn't know about he it. He doesn't know about it. Like Todd was like, yeah, like he, Todd actually gave us his contact info. We reached out to him last year, and we were down here to try to get him. But you guys were team partners, or what happened when after my accident, I was racing here and here and there. And yeah. Todd ended up with Larry doing a start and park. I listened to part of the, the interview this morning, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, but then he got a ride. But yeah, he was a great guy. He, he did a lot for the sport. Uh, uh, you know, he was good in his day. Yeah, right. On the West Coast. Yeah. So, uh, I got one story yeah, about though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My son was racing Daytona, Barry, mm -hmm. and I think it might have been a Bush car, or a late model. Either that or truck. Anyway, somebody wrecked down in turn one and two. Caution's out. Barry slows up. Gunsman runs into him. Didn't slow up. Gunsman. Didn't slow up, Larry. What was wrong? Where were you looking? He wasn't looking. Yeah. Did at any point <laughs> uh, back in the truck, uh, did Barry or you or any of the crew guys go, Gunselman? Did that ever happen? <laughs> Damn. Oh, I, did that that I, did, I did that night. Yeah. Good. It was a night race. I did. Gunselman, what the heck are you doing? So uh, Lally is a good friend of ours, Andy Lally. Mm -hmm. And when he first started racing NASCAR, he got confused for, like, all the other guys that were doing starting parks. You know, obviously you're a big-name driver, but still, have you ever been confused for another NASCAR driver, like where someone came up and handed you someone else's hero card? Like Terry Labonte got uh, Dale Jarrett, and Morgan Shepard used to get Sterling Marlin. So have you ever been confused with someone else? Well, there was a time, I guess when I had my car, the seven. You know, I would pretty much the only Jeff. Gordon came in, and uh, it wasn't big then, but so I and you'll walk around. Hey, Jeff, I want your autographs. And he'd turn around and give an honor. Well, then Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon and Jeff uh, Green. There's a bunch of Jeffs. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> I yeah. turn around. They didn't want me. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, my mother, my mother named me Jeffrey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's when I went to Jeffrey. Oh, I got some publicity out of it, but yeah, yeah. if they didn't say, hey, Jeffrey, I didn't turn around. And you knew. I got tired of being embarrassed. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's one thing I did with my name. I just went Jeffrey. Yeah. That's who, old English. Who do you think the most common Jeff that they were calling for was? Was it Gordon? Who else? Right, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, we'd Jeff, say Burton. Jeff Burton. No, yeah, Jeff, Burton Jeff Burton was in. Yeah, Jeff Burton there. works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in there, yeah. So uh, we do want to talk about the bobsled thing, but the last real, or let me phrase that, the last car racing question we have is you drove one of the greatest sports cars of all time, the Picchio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Jim France. <laughs> you know, Jim, Jim, he's into sporty cars and motorcycles. Sporty cars. Yep. And, uh, there it is. You NASCAR yeah. folk. <laughs> yeah. What do you call them? Sports, Sports cars. cars. Sporty cars. You nasty cars. Sporty right. cars. <laughs> I love I love road racing. Yeah. I do. You're good at it. And well, I wasn't in that PKO. <laughs> no one was. <laughs> let's, say, right, let's, 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 let's have a little self appreciation. You know, Jim yeah. said, hey, I like it getting a series and, you know, help promote it, get it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. man, I'd love to. I wouldn't do anything. So we went up to uh, VIR to test. Brent went with me. I'll go out and tell. I've never been on that track. Eh, we did all right. Yeah. Didn't know the track, but I eh, did all right. Brett got in it. <laughs> Coming down the hill, the, the right-hander, the, the front straightaway, uh, a control link on the rear broke. Yeah. 
I should have known. That should have been the red flag. Yeah, right, right. That was a sign. That was should have been a sign. Don't do it. Jack. <laughs> and uh, but we went racing. Yeah. Can't remember the first race. Yeah, they did the Glen. I did a Glen Daytona. Yeah. Something else though. Yeah. Did three or three or four. Anyway. I get in the car and, what the hell, this seat's moving. Right. Yeah. It wasn't mounted in the back. Right. I said, you guys, and it was not a good seat. Yeah. I said, and uh, who was the driver? Uh, he was a good driver. Darren Law? Darren. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. He is good. He ran yeah. pretty good in that car for yeah. a while, then it would go to hell. Yeah. But uh, I said, man, uh, you need a good seat in here. That helped Darren, but that's dangerous. Yeah, right. So, I forget where we ran somewhere. It might have been Watkins twice. I don't know. Yeah, I think you did. Anyway, uh, so they called it Daytona. Ah, we got a seat in there. Yeah, hey. yeah. I get in it. The freaking thing is moving worse. I said, guys, put the old seat back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made him change. I said, yeah. this, wow. you're, what's wrong? Yeah. You've got to mount the back. Yeah, right. Well, they got to make it so it slides. But you still uh, got them out the back. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I had an Crazy. insert. Of course, they don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I drove with Jack Baldwin. You know Jack? Oh, we know Jack oh, real we well. we know Jack. We did one with Jack. We won yeah. at Watkins Glen and when he had the Levi Garrett Camaro. Right. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. Cool is that? We yeah. teamed up. Yeah. We won. Yeah. He's big. I had a big insert. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Driving this thing, and the thing got loose. Yeah. Moving yeah. around. Oh, yeah. man, it was hot. So I ran my stint. Ran good. Then he got in. And there's one more stint, and I got pictures of me. My feet are in an ice bucket. <laughs> My uniform's yeah, down. Yeah. Ice all over me. Right, right. It was freaking hot. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Picchio, uh So we come. We're at Daytona. <laughs> Still going. Well, we were at Watkins first. Yeah, Daytona was the last race I ran. <laughs> Went to Watkins. Darren's out there running. The throttle cable broke. So it was my turn to go out. So they're fixing it. And uh, I go out. It didn't work. Yeah. So I come in. Didn't make a lap. Anyway, they tried to fix this throttle cable <laughs> for qualifying, and it slipped again. So I only had like half throttle. Right. Oh, we didn't get a good qualifying run. We were at the tail of the fast cars. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's raining. <laughs> In the Great sketchiest f***ing car of yeah, all time. So now car. the guy's in there with a computer. I'm adjusting the traction control. It hasn't been working right. <laughs> mm. It's going to work really good now, though. Sure. Oh, my God. So traction control's on. Hey, it was working. Holy f***, man. I'm flying. I'm running really good. Yeah. They were pretty impressed. I was, too. It was fun. Yeah. So now, uh, quit raining. Still wet. I don't know if caution was out or what. I think it was. And uh, everyone's coming in and put dry tires on. Stay out. Uh, what? Well, your brother's here, and he says it's going to rain again. Brett. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't rain again. So I'm on these stupid rain tires. You know, they're gone. So I go down to turn one, and I don't know who it was. Bonsai inside of me, hit my right front, bent the control arm. So I'm limping in. 
come into pits. And we're changed drivers. And uh, they're looking, they're looking. We can't find anything wrong. I said, <laughs> the wheel's off the ground. Something's bent. <laughs> right. They couldn't find it. I got out. Uh, excuse me. You see this thing bent? Oh, yeah. I feel safe. So yeah. that, now they go to garage truck, get mm -hmm. a part, they didn't have it. You're they didn't right. have a spare part. And you're like, thank you. Well, <laughs> Darren was, or no, who was getting in? Yeah, Darren. Yeah. So that was the end of that race. They didn't have a part. Right, right. So now we go to Daytona, and I'm saying, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim France. So Darren runs the first deal. He comes in. They change tires. I get in and go. And, you know, I, I, be careful. Get some heat in each tire. So I go out, and I go through the infield, you know, decent to heat it up. Yeah. And I make the, the left to get on the, the big track, and I spun out. I didn't even get in the gas. Yeah, right. They put the wrong freaking tires on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, come back in here. Huh? We, we yeah, got, we, yeah, good idea. We got to do something. Right. I uh, change the tire, so I go out. And, you know, didn't have enough brakes on this car. Right, and, you know, it was right. freaking mess. So going down a back stretch into the bus stop, I drove down in there. That brake didn't work really good. So I went straight through it, hit some cones. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Smashed the radiator. <laughs> that was the end of that race. I right. said, see you guys. Thanks yeah, for, thanks for the ride. So good to meet Enjoy you all. Yeah. <laughs> Never see anyone again. Yeah. Oh, that was a disaster. So I thanked Jim. I said, Jim, you just ruined my road racing career. <laughs> <laughs> I looked so bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Anyway, that's it. All right. Okay. Well, so, they're, so, so they're closing yeah. here at the bar, but... Uh, We've got two books, The Night Train, written by Mike Brewster, and, uh, and they, can, they can get an autographed version from you. Yeah. Just uh, uh, email me, newworldracing at AOL.com. Uh, send a check. Very good. <laughs> and we'll, we'll send you a book autographed. Cool. All right, so let's get some backstory on yeah. this because we can't. Yeah, we can't we not can't talk to you about Sit down with Jeff Bodine and not get yeah, uh, the deal exactly. on the bobsled. So we, we actually, I think it'll be out by this point. We yeah, uh, yeah. we went to Jamaica a couple months ago and actually met with uh, uh, two two members of the female bobsled team who at some point had run Bodines. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so NASCAR racer. I mean, this story's been told a hundred times, but uh, NASCAR racer. Sees what they're doing in your, or sees what the Americans are doing in the, was it the 1990 Olympics that you saw? 92. 92, 92. Yeah. 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 So, so. Yeah, and the announcer, our, our kids were doing bad. I was watching TV and they were hitting the walls. They were, oh, man. Yeah, I, they right. need somebody to teach them how to drive. Mm -hmm. And the announcer, who was a good friend, who's part of all of this, uh, he, John Morgan. Yeah. He, uh, he said, well, you know, maybe why these American athletes aren't doing very well. They have to use and buy used equipment from the Europeans. I said, no. Mm -hmm. What? you kidding me. So I told that to a friend of mine, optometrist. Are you watching this at home? Like, just yeah. like a normal fan? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, it was Lillehammer. Yeah. It's when Herschel Walker was in with Brian Chimer. Yeah. And I told it to a friend of mine, and and he said, well, let's go to Lake Placid. They give rides up there. Now, this is, this is February. Right. Going into... March, late February. I said, nah, man, I'm racing. You know, I got Rockingham next week. And, nah, I got a friend that has an airplane. He'll fly us up. We can go up Monday. Oh, uh, all right. So 
he called the track, told him what we wanted to do, and my PR girl called ESPN and told them what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So they showed up there. Of course, back then they had a recorder, push play, you had to push, you know, tape the things on you. <laughs> Big old <laughs> box on your lap. And uh, so this kid, Brewster Zelli, stayed there in his sled and uh, to give me a ride. I don't know anything about this. I never saw one in person in my life. Yeah. So I'm, and I thought, well, when I, I, maybe I can be a coach. Eh. I found out real quickly, couldn't do that. Because totally different kind of driving. Well, yeah, and I knew I couldn't be an athlete, too small, too slow, well, everything else. So I, you, this, they, they didn't have the new track then. They had an old track. They didn't race there because it was so dangerous. Mm -hmm. They would not race there anymore. Well, Bruce, thank God, was really good on that track. So we go up the top, and some guys are up there practicing, and this old guy, you know, I'm saying, I was second, I was the brake man. What do you do? When do I put the brakes on? Well, he'll tell you when to put the brakes on. He said, no problem. The ice is all broke up down there. Just pull. It's no problem. Yeah. Oh, okay, no problem. So away we go. Holy cow. This thing starts gaining speed. Yeah. Boom, boom. And uh, that sled, the, the, where the seat was, it was angled backwards. I thought it was going to slide out. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hanging on all I can. I thought, I'm gone. You're right. Yeah, right. I was praying, God, please don't let me slide out of this sled. Oh, don't, <laughs> please don't yeah. let me. Boom, bang, boom, bang. And Bruce was going to tell me when he went around the last corner to break. So he yelled, break. So I grabbed these brake handles between my legs. and No problem, right? Yeah. Pull them up. <laughs> out of my hands. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the braking area is terraced. Uh-huh. Okay. Goes up and flat. Up and flat. So it's jerking the thing. Well, yeah. So now I'm trying to grab. He's yelling, brakes. It's all on video. <laughs> yeah. Break, break. So I finally got him. I pulled as hard as I could. And a cameraman was standing in the way, filming us coming He's up. He's like in the tracks with first-time brake man Jeff Bodine. Where are we supposed to and stop? Like, what is it, well, like first-time camera guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a race car driver. Yeah, yeah that'd be okay. He almost yeah. was last-time camera guy. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> a track worker reached over, grabbed him, pulled him out of the way yeah. just as we went by, hit this big snow bank. Yeah, right. Snow's flying everywhere. And, of course, we survived, so we're all laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and so we You're push, fired. Yeah, we push it back and doing some interviews and stuff. And uh, Bruce said, hey, uh, you want to go for another ride? <laughs> I didn't have a watch on. Uh, we don't have time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have a watch. Right. Right. No, we don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. Everyone's around. I can't say no. Like, yeah, you got to be a gamer uh, about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got an allergy. Are you, yeah, right. You yeah. yeah, you sure? No, Selfish. we got time. So, away we go. Now I know what to expect. You're Jeff. I'm scared to death. But at least when uh, we got to the bottom, I grabbed those brake handles hard. Yeah. And we actually stopped a little too soon. Oh, but, really? <laughs> but, but it was okay. It was okay. Almost made it there. Right, right. You so can now, kill any now Bruce goes, uh, hey, you want to drive? <laughs> I said, are you kidding? I'll kill you. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to the top. They have different starting points. Yeah, they points. have like yeah, half right, start. Right. Yeah. And no, we won't go to the top. Now, you, you drive Daytona, you're going to be okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, what they do, the drivers walk up the track to see the corners and stuff. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, this is backwards. Right. In racing, we... We walk direction We the look the same way yeah. we race. Yeah. They do that now. Yeah. Because I told them, this is backwards. Yeah, why would you do it that way? They, yeah. They've changed it. 
But uh, so we're walking up. I'm going, in one ear out the other. Yeah, I don't know. Right, right. So we get in, tape the cameras on us. <laughs> He's got the recorder in the back. And uh, they push us off. Kids were up there and some people, and their mother, wave. I go down, go through zigzag. Yeah. And zigzag's an S. Mm-hmm. I zigged good, but when I zagged, I came off the corner late. And if you come off late, it, yeah, it'll right. tip over. Right. Almost tipped over. So now Bruce is yelling at me. Yeah. Come off earlier. Come on. You can't hear him. Yeah, you're like, what does that mean? I don't. Those old sleds made so much noise, you yeah. could not hear. <laughs> but I knew what I did wrong. Yeah. And uh, so we go down a fairway, another corner, making it. And I'm just praying, God, get me through this last corner. I won't do this ever again. Right. And uh, so we go in this last corner. And the last corner is why they don't, didn't race there anymore. It's so dangerous. It's really wide. And then it narrows down. So I turned early. The sled came off, and in the back, the front hit the wall <laughs> like this, and the back slammed the wall. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Knocked the wind out of Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> he going, oh, <laughs> it's all like video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we stop. I get out. I'm getting out. He said, is this the last race, yeah. run of the year? I said, yeah, this is the last run of the year. Yeah. So I'm doing some more interviews. He's standing behind the sled trying to catch his breath. He goes, hey, Jeff, come here a minute. He points to the back of the sled. I hit the wall so hard with the back, it bent his frame six inches to the, to the Tubbed left. Tubbed it. Right. Tubbed it. Well, by then, I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's, it's unacceptable they weren't using American-made yeah, right. equipment. Yeah. Right. And it was junk. And they had to buy it themselves. Yeah, What's right. Because it's basically like. Second, third hand. Yeah. And, and they had to maintain it. They had to do everything. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, racing. Somebody give me the car. I don't have to work on it. I just drive it. I don't have to worry about money. These right. kids are worrying about it. How can they perform when they yeah. got to worry about everything? And they're going against teams that don't have to do any of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I figured, you know, I'd already figured this out. I said, well, Bruce, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to bend his bobsled. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce, I guess I'll have to build your bobsled. And of course, they all thought, oh, yeah, this guy, he's going back down where it's warm. He mm-hmm. just said that. He'll never do anything. It's called integrity. You say it, you do it. Yeah. Of course, I got home. I said, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm busy racing. How wait, the heck? wait. How am I gonna <laughs> well, and, but the friends that I hired, uh, Chassis Dynamic, Bobby Cooney and Bobby Valancourt, we built race cars together called Bodine Chassis. Yeah. And their business was down. I knew they had time. So I called them up. But you don't know why I'm calling. Uh, yes, we do. I haven't said anything yet. How do you know? Right. We saw all the stuff on ESPN. You took a bobsled ride. You want to build? You want us to build your bobsled? <laughs> they knew me like the back of their hand. Right, right, right. And I said, "Well, well, yeah. We feel the same way. Americans should be oh, using cool. American-made equipment." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're the guys that design and build them, and a lot of friends up there helped. I mean, yeah. tremendous amount of help. Uh, it's my, all in the book. Because my, my theory was that as sort of a tinkerer yourself, and now at this stage in your career, you're kind of just driving. I shouldn't say just, but you are kind of driving and, and not having any other major mechanical roles. So you needed something to tinker with. Well, and, yeah, I tinkered with it. Yeah. We figured out, Bobby figured out a little budget. He never saw one before either. Yeah, right. I think we can do this for about 25 grand. No problem. So now we... <laughs> Cut what, to. What we did, we got a... Each one of each sled made Europeans took them apart. Oh, so you kind of reverse engineered all no, the figures. No, okay. we looked at them. Okay. A- asked the athlete, "What do you like about this one? What do you like? What don't you like?" Okay. No, ours are completely different. Right. And 
I get another call another month later. Mm. I need a little more money. Mm. In racing? Uh, another 25. Yeah. Uh, need another, another one. To build that bobsled, to design it, build it, and test it, uh, I spent all in about half a million dollars. Yeah. From 25,000. In racing? <laughs> yeah. I still have that it's ball all adds up. I kept that one. That's the first the one. The first one, It yeah. raced Lillehammer, Norway. Okay. It got thrown out. Yeah. They didn't want oh, it. Got, it they got DQ'd? Well, they didn't want Americans to win. Okay. Scheimer was in a position to win, but uh, they threw him out. Yeah. Crazy. But anyway, I, I kept that. They used it, but I, I got it. I kept it. I use it for shows and yeah, that's cool. all that stuff. It's up in Malabar. I have a trailer, big windows in the side. Yeah. People can see it. I mean, it's not wheels. many people can claim this, so yeah. that's pretty dang cool. Well, yeah, we yeah. let people sit in it and all that. Oh, cool. I mean, take pictures. They love it. I want to go. Uh, but, yeah, we built uh, a fleet. Yeah. And, and the problem was when we started in 82, actually 83, 82, and middle of 82, uh, they changed the format of the Olympics. They used to be the winter and summer were the same year. Yeah. And, and then they, they went. decided to alternate it. Yep. So we only had two years to develop for ninety four to build yeah. two man and four man. They did it. We had uh I think we had three two man a backup and must have had three four man a backup. That's a lot of stuff to build in that time. And we got to test them too. And they were good. They you know, but they're you know, eventually we learned <laughs> learned how to do it. Well, so that was going to say, so because my, my big question was resources. North Carolina has a ton of resources. you got shaker rigs, wind tunnels. These days, I don't know if that was necessarily a thing then, you know, well, that's, warehouses that can do CFD yeah. computations. I mean, how much of that was utilized for this kind of thing? Oh, no, we had it in wind tunnels uh, eventually uh, with the drivers in it, the, the, the athletes. We learned a tremendous amount. That's really how, how we ended up winning. One of, one of the reasons why we won the gold medal in Vancouver, the four-man, which is like the biggest thing you can win. Uh, in a wind tunnel, we saw that if we, the lower we could get, especially the back two guys, out of the wind, the faster it went. Our, our guys would go down the hill. You couldn't see the back two guys. You swore they fell out. They were so low. We built the bottom so they could get low. And, and uh, Bob Cuneo, the chief engineer, was so good and such a great guy. The Bobsled Federation or, uh, Worldwide hired him as a chief inspector and on the rules committee. That's how much they respected him. And uh, he, he's smart. I mean, he built. They're expensive, but right. they did. But they did a good job. Yeah, pretty expensive. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 2010 Vancouver. It's affectionately known as the night train. You know that 20 years of work goes. It pays off. Well, 2002 was Salt Lake City. The girls won a gold medal. First time the girls raced in bobsledding. Our girls won the gold medal. Bobby was so smart they tested a lot with all the other teams and you know the germans were fast and so we had they had some equipment there to test vibrations and everything every time the germans went down testing this this thing would read like something was going on 
they were sending signals to the runners to heat them up. See, the hot, the warmer the runners are, the faster you go. Right. It melts the ice. Yeah, the yeah, water's yeah. lubricant. They go faster. They were vibrating. So they literally built in a resonance that could create a friction to yeah. create a heat. And so Bobby caught them. Okay. And, and that's considered, is that a cheat or is that oh, a that's, Oh, that's, that's, a cheat? that's illegal. Okay. And uh, they were taking, the runner's supposed to be one continuous piece of steel. They were layering it. Oh, I see. Yeah. See, they checked the temperature before you go down. Heat would be inside. So they'd cool the outside down, so when they checked them, it was good. Were, then the heat was transferred down, down yeah. and they, so Bobby caught him. That's some smoky eunuch <laughs> well, What he found is these guys at Los Alamos Laboratories testing, yeah. they built this uh, piece of equipment that would, it was supposed to go to Mars or the moon, one of them, but it, it would analyze the material. And so these guys were interested. They're race fans. They said, yeah, we'll come. They brought this thing. They put the runner under it. They could tell if it was one continuous piece of steel. Like they that. could actually tell what it was, but they didn't, what the steel was. Right. They just knew that it was layered. It wasn't, we weren't cheating. They just, the Germans got caught. That's how our girls won. The girls, Germans were cheating. Yeah. They put, had to put regular runners on. Our girls beat them. That's awesome. We're proud of all that. Yeah. And we made bobsledding better. Plus, when we got really good, guess what happened? The other countries had to spend more money yeah. with their teams. Yeah, right. To catch up, so yeah. they, they were, they, they liked me, they loved me. So I see you have the Daytona 500 ring on. Yeah. But on your other hand, you have a USA ring. This is an Olympic gold medal ring from Vancouver. So how does that work? Like, how many people get those? Well, wheel and engineering. Well, no, actually, the Bodine Bobsled Project. Yeah. Bought. The athletes don't get rings from the Olympic Committee. The project built these, made these, had these rings made for the, all the athletes. Yeah. In that won the gold medal. Yeah. They gave me one, and uh, the late Phil Kurz, who was our president of Bowdine Bobsled, who passed. Yeah. He worked for Whelan. Uh, he has one, and a, a couple other guys. Uh, that's special. Daytona rings are this big now. Yeah. yeah. I don't wear these any other time. Just. Yeah, I thought. Show people. I was wondering, is like, is that for us or is yeah, this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. you on TV and the kids. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this is the most yeah. important one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's I cool. don't wear them. Only that's pretty cool though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing autographs or something. All right. Well, we've shut this restaurant. Yeah, now. so we've shut it. We've been here and it's been a while. Um, oh, a long time. Yeah. Uh, so you knew a little bit about what we were doing from Todd, uh, but you kind of show, showed up. With no real clue, our our audience, as you, as as we've told you, is uh, not necessarily familiar with all the ins and outs of NASCAR history. If you wanted to leave behind sort of a legacy or a way to be remembered with with our audience, what would that be? Yeah, you know, I've thought about that, and uh, I've heard other other athletes talk about legacy, and you know, I don't I don't want to. You know, I want my family, friends, and fans, if they want to remember me, uh, just that I was a good person. I was a Christian, believed in God, uh, tried to do good things, made a lot of mistakes in my life, but that's why Jesus died on a cross, forgive us. And I always, every day, I just try to be a little bit better. Now, I don't know what that means. Sometimes it's a little bit, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes I back up, but I always try to go forward and be better and uh, uh that's all i don't yeah i won some races that let me be who i am 
Man, I've been in the Mideast. I never thought I'd go over there and drive an aircraft carrier and a destroyer and uh, a frigate. And right. Yeah, I was in Saddam's castle and I ran. Not crazy I got souvenirs from it. I never thought I'd... I raided a dictator. <laughs> well, I was all blown up. Piles of junk. Yeah, I just right, started right. picking things up. They don't cool. care. Yeah. I was at, in, in Iraq, uh, Iran, yeah, Iraq, uh, in Ur. I don't know if you know where Ur is. It's in the Bible. No. The Pope hasn't even been there. Yeah. It's, it, you can read all about it. The Pope was going to go there, one of them, and showed up, and uh, whoever's in charge of the country said, can't. Can't guarantee your protection, yeah, right. so he never went. Yeah, right. So I've been someplace where the folks never been. Yeah, and yeah. I got story. When we were going there, uh, I got more stories. <laughs> I've, been, I've been so blessed. We're driving up this road. We're in a van. This girl's driving, military girl, and uh, <clears throat> we're driving up this road. You can see it way up, dirt road. All of a sudden, a black suburban pulls out in front of us. Guys jump out with guns. Mm-hmm. Walked over. Where are you? Where are you going? Well. Guys, racers, you know, they're touring. We can take them up, show them the ziggurat. You got to wait. The American ambassador and Iraqi, some other people were up there showing. Right. There's a whole bunch of cars. So just pull off side rails. So she did. (laughs) Of course, I had a bunch of these. Yeah. Right. Hero cards. I said, damn, I bet they're race fans. They're younger guys. So I said, I'm going to go see. Don't get out. They'll shoot you. They'll shoot. They're not going to shoot me. So I went out talked to them. They said, yeah. <laughs> and he's dead. And he's dead. <laughs> they, they, he said, the guys, I told them who I was. Shoot Jeff Bowden. Man, we're, we're race fans. We're from here. We're from there. They're all race fans. So they came back and said, okay, what you can do, drive up and pull to the right in a parking lot. And when they leave, you can get out. So... I see these people walking towards these cars. I said, I bet they're race fans, too. So I get out. You're a brave man. Yeah. Uh, no, stupid. <laughs> so I get out. Also that. And yeah. I start walking towards them while they got loaded up and left before I could get there. Okay. So now, them off. So now we get out. We're at the bottom of the ziggurat where the stairs are, and all these guys start coming down with <laughs> guns. This one guy said, uh, after he found out who we were, I had you in my sights. <laughs> I said, excuse me? Nobody told us who the hell you guys were. I had you in my sights. I said, well, thank you for not pulling that trigger. <laughs> no, they were killers. Yeah. Yeah. Black, they were Blackwater. They na- yeah. changed their name because they killed some civilians. They wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't, thing. they wouldn't stop. They're coming down the road. They wouldn't stop. Yeah. So they just yeah. blew yeah. away. Yeah, of right. course. Yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you? It's almost like why they told you to not get out of the truck. Yeah, they wouldn't stay in the truck. <laughs> so anyway, Rip. that's how blessed I've been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I could do some of the dumbest things. Yeah. So the night train. Available. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for your time. We really enjoyed it. And Continental's got the check. Hey, I have Continental tires on my Corvette. My man. Yeah. There I you do. go. I do. Yeah. I, the second set I've had on. Yeah. The first set lasted about uh, 60,000. Oh, no. that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're good tires. Yeah. 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 Cool. Really good tires. We love them, too. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. I'm finished.
And that was an experience by uh, Jeff Bodine. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to Jeff for coming out and spending a lot of time with us. Uh, we'll close out with a song called Always Been You by Maddie Hartson. You can find her on musicbed.com. Together never thought you'd be next to me At your mother's house when I stole a kiss from your lips Young and free we were high on a wild dream Honey in our blood Felt the rush of your touch that the feelings grow It's you, it's you, it's always been you, it's you, it's you, it's always been you. Let me hold you after sunset, be the one to fall asleep beside you, babe. Fantasy, you're my only one. It's you.